welcome to the Wholesome Adventuring Funville podcast. Our premise is a simple one. We're a group of nerds who love Dungeons & Dragons and love each other's company. We'll be taking turns as Dungeon Masters as we each tell small stories within one great big shared world. My name is Nick, and I'm your Dungeon Master for Season 1. So without further ado, I present to you the Wholesome Adventuring Funville podcast, Season 1, Revenge. So let's um, quickly go around and just uh, introduce our character, um, race, class, uh, any sort of uh, facts like that, and explain really quickly how you tie into why you're here at this birthday party. Um, that way, you know, we can just sort of jump right into the story um, without having to go through why am I here. So, uh, Stu, you just wrapped up uh, explaining about your religion. Tell us a little bit about uh, Bogdar. Am I saying that right? Mm-hmm. And what the hell is he doing here at this birthday party? All right. Well, I'll be joining you guys today as Bogdar Grimhammer, uh, old soldier dwarf. And he is here because he wanted to be a priest of the Iron Mother, and he's been working towards that. And he was sent here to uh, perform the ceremony for the... Uh, newly uh or i guess the the person that's turning 18. even though he doesn't really like the idea of having to bless a ceremony for humans he's going to do it anyway because it's his duty (laughs) all right and let's go down the line to freya is that how you want me to pronounce it yeah freya so freya is my character she is a human noble she is a rogue and it's my birthday, so that's what I'm doing here. Turning 18. It's a very momentous and ceremonial occasion. And I'll cry if I want to, because it's my party. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Glenn Aaron. You guys hear me okay? Yes. Yes. Mm-hmm. Yep. Okay. Um, so, Glenn Aaron, I'm Tinder. I'm a Fearbog Druid. Uh, I live in uh, the Thousand Oaks. It's the... Um, the forest nearby, uh, Freya's town, and uh, basically the keeper of the forest, um, as you can tell by my name. Um, and I'm at the party because I was asked to bring uh, the finest horse in the land as a birthday present for Freya. What? <laughs> Surprise! <laughs> it's a <big> pony. <laughs> All right. Um, Thefik. Uh, Thefik is a, a human bard. Uh, he's been traveling for a long time as a, an entertainer. Uh, he's been uh, he's been here for a while now. He's been in the employ, uh, basically patronized by the Hawken family uh, to, to serve as an entertainer and to help uh, sort of tutor Freya as she gets closer and closer to sort of coming of age. And so as uh, part of his role, he's here to help entertain for the party and just to, to support Freya. Lovely. And let's go to Emmy. Uh, yes, yeah, so I'm Emmy. I'm a little halfling monk. Uh, so I've been 
traveling around, haven't really settled down anywhere for a long time. Uh, so I've just been here a short time, but I'm just helping out. I'm like trying to earn board and things like that, just working, keeping the place clean. So I'm just, you know, being a big party, all hands on deck, just trying to stay out of the way. All right. So um, does that mean you are staff? Sorry? When you, say keeping the place, when you say keeping the place clean, that'll mean that you are yeah. staff? Yeah. Okay. That is good to know. But very new. <laughs> <laughs> don't really know what I'm doing yet. <laughs> well, that's okay. Um, and uh, let's go to, oh, this is going to be the hardest one. Ujafas? Ujafas? Ujafas, man, we got to get you a nickname real quick. <laughs> Uji. Yeah. Uji. Uji. <laughs> I hate it. <laughs> right, so uh, Ujafas is a, uh, a dwarf who previously was a barbarian, still technically is, but uh, on his, for, like, his few outings, he has uh, realized that that's not the life for him. It's quite dangerous. So he decided that instead of adventuring, he was going to channel his rage into the art of cake making and decorating. So he is currently a baker. And he's <laughs> for the party. That's amazing. And all of his weapons are going to be kitchen utensils. Yes. <laughs> the battle chef I've been dreaming of for years. <laughs> he's gonna get like a plus three great axe that has like radiant damage. He's gonna be like, mm, it's not a kitchen utensil though. Exactly. Anyone else can use this? <laughs> <laughs> okay, so uh thank you very much for all of those introductions. And we are ready to start. Um this is going to be the first game of the Wholesome Adventuring Funville podcast, and my season's title, if uh, you haven't seen it, is called Revenge. So I wonder what the heck you guys are going to be up to. <laughs> well, obviously, revenging. Revenging of some sort. Or someone's going to get revenge on us. Oh, Ooh. no. Plot twist. <laughs> I didn't think of that. Do you think we're the bad guys? So my cake accidentally gave someone food poisoning. <laughs> and it's gonna be 24 episodes of you guys running away from the zombies you've created. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> what do you do this episode? I run. Okay, roll for running. <laughs> uh so give me fucking Dragon Ball Z up in here. <laughs> yes. Season of running on the on the dead path. This episode, we start with you loading up your Divine Smite, and we're going to watch you scream for 30 minutes while you continue to load that Divine Smite. (laughs) (laughs) So, uh, you, uh, everybody except for Thethic and Freya, uh, you are in this great hall. You're on the island of White Hill. You've come here uh, either to work for the Hawken family, who is the uh, family that is lord of this island, uh, or you've come to attend a celebration. It's a very important day today for the island of White Hill. It's the 18th birthday of 
the Hawken family's only child, Freya Hawken. Traditionally, on this island, on the 18th birthday of the child of the or the firstborn child uh, in the Hawken family, it is announced who they are betrothed to, and that couple will soon get married and eventually take over the family business of overseeing all trade on the island, and that is trade with the other islands surrounding it. So who's been invited to this party? Very important uh, businesses and other families that the Hawkins family deals with. It is considered an honor to be invited to this uh, celebration. And the name of the person that that they're going to be betrothed to has been kept secret. So a lot of people are actually hoping that uh, it's their son that's going to be named. Um, So a lot of business partners have come here with really high hopes. Other than that, it is absolutely just the biggest rager that gets thrown for, (laughs) you know, every generation. This is just like, if you're going to party, this is the party of your generation. Um, And so if you end up having a cold today, you just messed your life right up. Um, You just rest up, no pre-drinking. You want to make sure that you really enjoy and remember this party. And so it's going to be awesome. You're currently in this great hall that is inside of the White Hill, uh, the big Hawken family estate at the edge of White Hill. And although some of you have been in this room often, especially if you're staff, it's never been this full. This room is ginormous and packed to the gills with rich people and poor halflings <laughs> who are staff. <laughs> and uh, there's two people who aren't here, though, notably. Uh, at the front, there's a large stage. Um, and there is the patriarch of the Hawken family. And that is Andreas Hawken. And right next to him are two empty chairs. Um, and there's an, um, a fourth chair there, and that has his brother, uh, Lucius Hawken, second. The two empty chairs belong to Freya Hawken, the young woman whose birthday it is, and her mother, Olivia. And they're currently not here because they are actually in a small room that is uh, joined by a hallway to here. It's a small dressing room where Freya, you are sitting down and your mother Olivia is sitting with you, helping you apply your makeup for your big day. And you're there with um, Fefik, who has just been going over um, sort of general insight into the etiquette of public speaking. Uh, And just, he's in the middle of of trying to tell you, um, you know, you, you may be called to do a speech here today. And what are some general tips that uh, you might want to know since you're perhaps not as great a public speaker as he is. I'll uh, convey the general most important thing is not what you say. It is how you appear when you're saying it. People will not necessarily remember your exact words, but the overall presentation that you uh, you delivered. Were your shoulders straight? Did you hold your head proudly? Did you speak with force? Did you seem to know what you were talking about or did you stumble over your words so remember confidence whether or not you feel it you should show it 
And I think at this moment, it is not showing on my face at all. (laughs) (laughs) I've tried really hard to put on a good front because I know that I have responsibilities to inspire confidence in people. But just working a crowd, especially one that I know is going to be as big as what's going to be at the party today, is just stressing me out. Like my eyebrows are furrowed. I'm probably trembling a little bit, but trying not to too much because I don't want to mess up my hair and makeup while they're trying to get it done. (laughs) and uh, at this point your mother Olivia she's going to say to you darling the guests many of them have brought so many wonderful dresses for you in that pile of boxes over there why do you insist on wearing uh, this to your party today well I, I I know that I need to present myself well but I also if part of presenting myself well is my ability to be myself and I need to be comfortable to be able to move around. And when I feel comfortable, then I can put forward that confidence that that we were talking about. Very well. I guess as, as long as you feel comfortable, you only turn 18 once, right? I remember when your father turned 18 and it was announced that he would marry me that secretly, I'm sure, we can admit everyone would want me to say that that was the best day of my life. It was probably the most terrifying. I knew nothing about him. Did, but here we are. Did it get better? How long did it take until you weren't scared or worried? I think it took two days after our wedding, which was a few months after it was announced at his birthday. So. That was a very stressful couple of months, but everything worked out and everything will work out for you too. Of course, I know it. Two days, two days, two months, two years. I can do anything for two days or two months or two years. I can do it. Lovely. Well, are you ready? There's a crowd out there waiting for us. Oh gosh, as ready as I'll ever be. Fethic, you can go out and play her entrance song now. Right before I leave, I will just turn back to Freya. Uh, remember, my dear, these are your people. They they want to like you, and they already love you as it is, so don't be too worried. And I will uh, flourish my cape, and I will take the stage. Uh, and I will, I think I'll rely on my my old flute, my, my most preferred instrument for... Uh, this occasion. All right. And you know that it's going to be a crazy campaign when your first role in it is a performance role. That's the most important <laughs> skill I have. <laughs> it's going to be that kind of campaign. Oh, that is really a lot counting of on you. Errors. What have I done? <laughs> so your flute breaks space and time? <laughs> I, I forgot. Did I not tell you about that feature of it? <laughs> <laughs> All right. That is a solid 26. Oh my gosh. Yeah. Solid, solid indeed. 26. All right. So uh, the bard is up on the stage, and everyone is so excited that um, the proceedings have finally started. They've been passing around the wine, um, but haven't been passing around the food yet. And alcohol plus an empty stomach 
equals uh, way too much fun for the seven dwarven brothers that are in attendance and are at the front table. And uh, here comes this wonderful um, bard who starts playing this beautiful song on the flute. Uh, it's got a bit of a slow pace, but just this lovely, hopeful vibe to it. And as he's playing the song, Olivia and Freya Hawken uh, come through the door behind the stage and walk up on the stage and take a seat and everybody claps for you. And it is at this time that um, your father steps up and he walks out to the front of the stage and as Thefik is finishing his song, um, your father sort of pats him on the shoulder and he says to you, Thefik, he says, thank you so much, dear friend. I'm so grateful for your involvement and presence in our lives. You are just a wonderful friend and partner. Anything for the family and for dear Freya, of course. Here's hoping that uh, today will be as memorable uh, for her as my 18th birthday was for me. I hope so indeed. And he sort of points his left hand over to an empty seat that belongs to you. I will take and it. He turns to the large crowd and he holds up um, both of his hands, sort of uh, politely asking the crowd to uh, to to sort of simmer down after they're, they're sort of clapping and enjoying your wonderful tune. And he says, friends, colleagues, and esteemed guests, thank you so much for joining us today on my lovely daughter's 18th birthday. Some of you may have heard, we have asked our friends, the Grimhammers, to join us today for two purposes. The first is to honor and commemorate the wonderful and fruitful business relationship that I'm sure our two families will have now that we have secured a treaty together. And the second is that the leader of the Grimhammer family has been so kind and willing to bless my daughter here today on her birthday. Please, everyone, I'd like you to thank you, uh, to greet and congratulate Bogdar Grimhammer as he comes to the stage. I'm coming, I'm coming. <laughs> Bogdar gets up and there's the rattle of chain mail as he comes in his ceremonial armor carrying a uh, large scepter. He's just scowling at the crowd, daring them to start clapping. <laughs> Roll intimidation. <laughs> oh, you know what? You're you're slightly offended uh, as they they keep uh, sort of clapping uh, long past when you were expecting to start speaking. <laughs> <laughs> you're not really uh, enjoying how much happiness and joy there is at a human birthday party and uh, you're feeling like don't you understand that a birthday is supposed to be a solemn commemoration of the fact that you're one year closer to death <laughs> I just stomp my feet on the stage <laughs> and now the whole crew uh, the whole room goes quiet good now where was I oh yes 
I'm here to congratulate and bless ye on with the Earth Mother. Uh, let me say a prayer to the Earth Mother, or to the Iron Mother. <laughs> and uh, I start rambling off a prayer in Dwarvish. Does anyone else in the party speak that language? I do. I do. I do. Oh, wow. <laughs> I guess it makes sense. We've got so many dwarves, you might as well. <laughs> Do you want to give us the uh, the Cole's notes of your prayer? All right. So it's basically, oh, Iron Mother, bless these stupid humans and their stupid celebrations and all their stupid happiness. This sucks. <laughs> Praise be to the Iron Mother. <laughs> I think that since I speak Dwarfish, I'm kind of giggling while he's doing this because I can understand everything that he's saying. <laughs> yeah, I agree with that statement. However, I want you to roll perception. All right, I roll you? a 17. 17. Okay, so you're giggling and you look across uh, the whole room and you see the Grimhammer brothers still sitting at their table are just laughing their asses off and spilling some of the wine. <laughs> and then there's several tables of humans that are just sort of like nodding and being like, yeah, I understand this is so deep. And you're thinking like, you don't understand. <laughs> uh, and then I would like to put my hands up and say, may the Iron Mother bless you all. And then just hork a nasty loogie right onto the stage. <laughs> Real quick question. Do you have ceremony prepared? Uh, I do not. You do not? Okay. <laughs> so, Freya, you don't even get the benefits of having this <laughs> ceremony. <laughs> but, but I'm loving this. I'm having a great time with this. There you go. So, you know what? I'll give you a D6 of inspiration from his uh, wonderful prayer that he did for you on your 18th birthday. And uh, at this point, uh, Freya, your father stands up and he walks over to uh, the dwarf cleric that just did this wonderful, impassioned, deep prayer for you. And he's going to walk up to him and he's going to reach his hand out to shake yours, Bogdar. Okay, I give him a crushing grip. <laughs> he, he goes, oh, thank you so much, good sir. And thank you for making the long journey to our humble island. I look very much forward to future business with your family. Aye, aye. Now, where's the food at? Ah, uh, yes. The food, yes, that should be out shortly. And uh, make sure to save some room for the cake. Always room for cake. And um, at this point, he sort of motions you to step down from the stage. All right, I make my way down and I glare at the, the crowd again. Just for good measure. <laughs> All right, one more, uh, one more intimidation roll. That's a solid fail. <laughs> 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 uh, oh man! And um, then he, he <laughs> so everyone's just kind of like, "Aw, so cute." <laughs> uh, so Andreas turns towards the crowd again. And he says, now is the time where uh, my wonderful Freya, you can come up here with me as I'd like to present to you 
a gift that your mother and I have arranged for, for your birthday here today. And I know when you were a young girl, the one thing you wanted most in the world was a unicorn. And it's heartbreaking for a father to have to say no to his little girl, especially his only girl. But I hope today that you feel like I've made good as I'd like to invite a special friend by the name of Glen Aaron, who has, for you, my daughter, caught and tamed a mystical white horse never before seen on the island of White Hill. I stand up and I try to nobly walk to him, but I'm also rushing because I can't wait to, to see it. And Glen Aaron, you uh, are ushered in through these double doors as you are um, sort of leading this white horse uh, into the room and the whole crowd just kind of goes, <gasps> Boy, is that dinner? <laughs> <laughs> hey, cool it, man. My my lady, your, your honor, your majesty, uh, I present to you this wonderful horse, the greatest in all the land on this, your birthday. May you be blessed. I take a little bow, and I think at this point I'm tearing up a little bit just because it's so beautiful and I'm so excited. And then you hear the crowd start to chant, uh, give him a name. What's his name? Bismuth, you will be Bismuth, and you are my beautiful horse, and I love you so much, and this is the best first day present of ever. <laughs> and uh, the whole crowd is sort of like just really clapping. Uh, essentially, this is, you know, a horse like any other except pure white, and that's just something that's never been seen uh, on this island. And it being an island, it's not really... Uh, often that creatures are brought in from other islands because it's really awkward to carry cre uh, animals on boats unless you're Noah, I guess. <laughs> and uh, so this is just uh, sort of a really uh, impressive thing that uh, has two sort of purposes here. And the first is to make you happy. Your father really always just wants to make you happy. But the second is he's he's sort of showing off his money a little bit because this is a really incredible accomplishment that with the help of Glen Aaron, he's been able to bring a white horse to this island. And uh, of course you can't have a horse around uh, at a fancy dinner party for too long. So eventually some of the staff come to kind of like uh, take the horse away and lead uh, it to the stables. And um, at this point, the food starts being passed around and it's, um, bread and uh, different types of meat, chicken and pork. And uh, Andreas sort of calls his wife over to him and the two of them stand at the front of the stage. And as you guys start eating, um, Andreas says, of course, it is our daughter's 18th birthday. And tradition says that on the 18th birthday, we must announce the name of the gentleman who will be betrothed to our daughter. And since 
she is our only child and she is a woman, this means that the gentleman that we choose will inherit and run our business once I pass. I always knew this day would come and it's a very important day for our family steeped in tradition. And I thank you all for being here with us as we do this. My wife and I have spent a very long time thinking about this decision. We want to make sure that we honor our family's tradition and that we, we do what is right for the people that have come before us. But we also want to make sure that our daughter live a happy life. We love her so very much and we're so for grateful for the light she's brought into our lives. And so now is the time where I must announce that the person who will inherit and run our family business once I pass will be my daughter. And we will not betroth her today. To which the whole room, except for the PCs who are super open and progressive, uh, <laughs> the whole room kind of just goes like, this is a really big shock. This is a break of hundreds and hundreds of years of tradition of the lords of this island being uh, men. And if the family were to only have daughters, then the man who married the eldest daughter, of course, takes over. And now just the whole room sort of erupts in murmurs. Bogdar would like to take this moment to start clapping. <laughs> nice. <laughs> and and your, brothers start, your brothers start clapping too. Um, and you're looking at them and like two of them are making eye contact with you like, oh, this is so cool. And the rest are clapping because the pig is so good. <laughs> <laughs> and you're like, yep, that's fair. I, I was also about to clap for that. Um, and um, that's when your uh, Freya, your father sort of waves at you to come up to him. And, and he says, um, Freya, I'm, I'm really sorry that I've had to spring this on you. And I hope it's not overwhelming or intimidating, but seeing you become the young woman you are now, I know now more than ever that you are the best choice to run the family business once I'm gone. I love you. I love you too. You have no idea how much that your belief in me that I can do this, how happy and relieved and I just can't even I'm so shocked, but I'm happy. And that's when you overhear your uncle who's sort of standing behind you. He stood up from his chair and uh, he sort of like does a stage whisper, um, you know, hoping that nobody really overhears him, but he still wants to be overheard over the sort of clamor that's coming from the big hall. And he says, brother, what are you doing? Hundreds of years of tradition and you're, just doing away with it for what? And uh, before your father has a chance to, um, you know, tell him to shut up, uh, but it definitely looks like he's about to, there's um, a shout that comes from a nearby table. It's a table uh, that's sort of two tables over from the Dwarven brothers. And so he really has to shout to get overheard from that Dwarven clapping, which is like basically lightning bolts. 
Uh, <laughs> and uh, so there's a shout coming, and you look over, and it's coming from Marin Blackburn, who's the head of the Blackburn family from Il Noir, which is the neighboring island. And um, he is White Hill's largest trading partner. And he's sort of shouting to get attention of the room. And um, eventually the whole room kind of quiets down to figure out what this clown is saying. And he says, um, this is insanity. What are you doing? Everyone knows that you're supposed to marry your daughter to my son, Gario. And he points over to uh, sort of a, a pimply-faced 29-year-old somehow. Uh, and he's simultaneously um, sort of, he's a, a big guy, um, but not really muscular, just uh, big boned. And uh, he's got like a, a bulbous nose and you've known him for a while and you always thought that he was uh, really handsome for a fur bulb, really ugly for a human. Yeah. <laughs> and, uh, Marin says, we have been your family's most loyal trading partner for generations. And everyone knows that you were to repay that loyalty today by joining our families together and having my son take over both of our businesses and unite our islands. What are you doing? Why are you throwing this away? For what? For her? She's a child. She knows nothing. And um, his son sort of laughs at that and claps at that. And uh, Marin says, For generations, your family have denied us our right to pursue our slave trade on your land. And we tolerated that. With the assumption that one day our houses would be joined. And then there'd be plenty of money for everyone with the slave trade. And today you make a mockery of our traditions and you have this dwarven fool say his confusing prayers in a language you don't even understand. You bring in horses for a spoiled brat but then even more than horses, you gift her with a company, with an economy she'll have no idea how to run. This is a travesty. And I, for one, will not stand for it. And there are many people in this hall that agree with me here today. And I ask them to stand up. And that's where you see a dozen or so people stand up um, in the room except that they, uh, as they stand up they're dressed in like nice um, you know, event clothes but as they stand up, they're quickly shuffling to put on masks and the masks have this sort of hooked fake black beak on the front of them so that their face looks a little bit like a paper mache bird and um, Marin Blackburn says, tradition demands that we stand up for it today. This will not be tolerated. 
and all of the people with the masks on suddenly pull out daggers. And that's where we're going to roll our first initiative. Thanks for joining us on this episode of the Wholesome Adventuring Funville podcast. But the story doesn't end here. Subscribe to the show and download the next episode to find out what happens next.